So in looking at your answers to finding the average speed between each of the hours, my first question is, what is the average speed between hour two and hour three? Did you get a strange answer? Did you get zero? If you notice, you're at 100 miles at hour two and then 100 miles at hour three. If you find the difference between these two, you get zero. And so that doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? Because between two and three, you can see that you were traveling. But if you notice the line between hour two and hour three, you have a horizontal line right there. The, the grid line actually rep- could represent the secant line between those two points. And notice that it's horizontal. And what's the slope of a horizontal line? The slope is zero. So we can see that the slope is zero, but does that mean that you weren't traveling at all for that hour? We know that that in that hour, you actually managed to get your friend to his or her destination and then start heading back. So a zero mile per hour average speed does not necessarily mean that you weren't moving. So we can see that it sometimes is misleading when we take averages and think that the averages are going to represent the data in an accurate way. It's very important when you use averages to make sure that you're aware of of the space that you're taking the average over. If you take averages of really large chunks in terms of like a whole hour of time, and that time represents a, a spot where you were turning around and coming back, that can really mislead you. And the, especially it can mislead you because we have to consider the direction that we're traveling in. So we need to look back at this chart for a second and look at why the direction matters so much. All right, so the reason why direction makes such a difference on our average rate of change between hour two and hour three is because from hour two to hour two and a half, we're moving away from our original starting point still. You notice from our original starting point until two and a half hours later, the distance between the origin and where we are at any given point on the graph is increasing. It's getting larger. We're getting further away from where we started. And you can even see that that corresponds to a positive slope between any two points on the curve on that interval, between zero and a half, between a half and one. All of the lines between between any two points on the graph have positive slopes. But then after two and a half hours, we return back home. And so then, if we're returning back to our original starting point, the distance between our original starting point and wherever we are on the graph is decreasing. It's getting smaller. And we're going to talk about this later on. But I would just like you to see the relationship between when the graph goes down here, we're not really talking about falling. We haven't like gone up into the air and started falling back down. We're talking about our distance between where we are and where we started. And because we're returning, the distance between where we are and where we started is getting smaller. And so then if you look at the slope between any two points on the graph, you'll see that if you draw a line between any two points, the line between them will have a negative slope. The line between them will be falling from left to right, just like the graph is falling from left to right. So direction plays a role when we get the average speed if we pay attention to the order. If we always take, looking here, if we always take 
the later time minus the earlier time, then you'll notice something between hour three and hour four. Did you get something negative here? If you took the 44.444 minus the 100, you would get a negative 55.556. And negative doesn't make any sense with speed, does it? We don't say, oh, he was traveling at a negative 80 miles per hour, so we got a ticket. It doesn't make sense when we talk about speed. However, if you pay attention to the ordering and you always take the later point minus the earlier point, then the order is going to affect the sign. And therefore, we need a name for this, and we call it velocity. Velocity is speed with a direction. So if the velocity is negative 55.556, that means that you were traveling, on average, 55.556 miles per hour in the direction back toward where you started. And so I could be even more specific and say this is average velocity because I used two points to get it. I took 44.444 minus 100, and then I divided by 4 minus 3. 4 minus 3 is just 1, so in essence, I didn't have to divide it all. So did you get this, negative 55.556? If you did, great job. If you didn't, just make sure that you see where it came from. I, I didn't really give you any formulas to do this. I wanted you to just use what we had figured out for the first two hours and extend that to the next ones. That's also, you'll see, why we get the zero velocity on average the zero velocity on average between hour two and hour three. It doesn't mean you weren't traveling. In fact, you were the entire time. In fact, you were only going zero miles per hour at one very distinct instant. But on average, because we're looking at this particular, these particular two points, we got a slope of zero on the graph between here and here. Now, the point where you were going zero miles per hour for an instant is where? Can you see that one? I mentioned it just a moment ago that there was one point for just an instant that you weren't traveling with any speed. You were going zero miles per hour. That instant is right here at the destination when you're dropping off your friend. Obviously, you're not going to push your friend out of the car and keep moving. So there was a point when you stopped. Also, if you had to change direction, in between changing direction is always a point where you have to stop completely. So even if it's a minuscule moment, it's still there. So this would be represented by where you have zero velocity, zero speed at one instant. And we're going to talk about the instant velocity. We call it instantaneous velocity versus the average velocity. But first, let's go back to this negative stuff. We have negative velocities all the way on the second half of the graph because if we take any two points on the curve and find the slope between them, that represents our average rate of change. And we want the negative to show us on the curve that the curve is going down, and then realistically to tell us that you're returning back to your original starting point right here at 5-0. So uh, did you get an average velocity for the hour between four and five hours? Did you get that average velocity? If I let Excel do it for me, I say equals the final distance minus the previous one, and then divided by one, negative 44.444. Notice we have symmetry. 
because we had positive 44.444 miles per hour in the first hour, and now in the last hour we have negative. So this is a very symmetrical graph. Maybe it's not very realistic because it's too perfect. So one, one could argue that. But definitely we can see a negative slope because we had to take the 0 first minus the 44.444. Now you don't have to take the 0 first, but if you do, then that means take the 5 first and the 5 minus the 4. Remember on slope, order only matters as long as you're consistent. It doesn't matter if you're consistent. So 0 minus 44, 5 minus 4, we have a negative slope, meaning a negative average velocity. And this one, we had an average velocity of zero. And then the previous one, we this is for our, between hour one and two, our average velocity was 55.6. And between hour one and hour, between hour zero and hour one, we had 44.444.